All right, so on this episode of The Stephen Caleb Show, we hit on constitutional carry and what the police think about it, what caused the Civil War that started in 1861, and how it relates to our current political climate, and of course, Snowpocalypse. All right, Steve, so uh, let's see here. You're tired. I'm tired. We yes. have babies. Uh, everywhere. Snow everywhere. Well, actually, no, it's melting now. Yep. Um, so we took a little of uh, a, a break, a and, uh, and as you could tell by our intro, um, we kind of had a little facelift. Uh, you know, we kind of used this time to uh, try to improve, conjure up, improve the uh, our, our our ideas, and you know, like I said, we are fathers, we are workers, <laughs> we are uh, tired. Yes, and, but no, we're uh, glad to be back, and uh, hopefully, a little more consistency now that things are more normal. Um, so first off, we're going to hit on a constitutional carry bill that was yes. introduced in Indiana. Now, the reason why this is such a, I wouldn't say controversial, but it's more of a polarizing topic is because, um, there's actually a lot of negative feedback coming from the police, mm-hmm. um, for this constitutional carry bill. Yes. Now, for those of you who don't know what a constitutional carry bill is, it is a essentially a bill, um, that will allow you to carry a firearm. Um, so long as you are not a prohibited person, prohibited person. Right. And and this includes, and I'm not a lawyer, so it's not limited to, you know, being a violent felon, um, being like on a, I, 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 I think if you're like on terrorist, you know, there, there are certain lists that you can be on that, that you can't be on. Whatever laws that say that you currently under the current law say you can't carry a gun, i.e. felon, domestic abuser, drug addict, et cetera. You still cannot carry a firearm under if this law is passed in the state of Indiana. Right, but you can do so without the permit now. Correct. Which yeah. now, in my case, I'm a good example of why this bill needs to be passed. Okay, mm-hmm. so for those of you who do not know, I I moved to a new house, literally in the same town, but um, two like two or three blocks away, and um, my permit, my my handgun carry permit, is no longer valid. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I am not a bad guy. I am. A outstanding citizen. I have I have served my country. You know, there are a multitude of reasons why I should be able to carry. Yes. If anybody should. Now I cannot because I moved. So no no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just apply for a new permit. Um, I still haven't gotten my new permit. How long has it been? Uh, well, so I moved about a year ago from this month, right. March, and I didn't apply. Now there was a lack of trying on 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 my end right because there there there's like a 90 day wait period and i was like you know what? i'm just going to use the wait period because i'm lazy sure. and you know it and i should have just done it that day but still nonetheless i did it like three or four months ago mm-hmm. and it hasn't been approved yet and it well it says it was approved but it's still processing right so w- whatever that means yeah um well i'm sure you can just call and talk to a person they can explain to you very easily why you can't practice your constitutionally guaranteed right, right? right. Um, or now, is it just like a blind website with no way ability to hold our police accountable? Right now, it, this is more specifically about state police. Sure. The, the Indiana State Police is, I guess, the sole uh, authority when it comes to uh, doing the background licenses, checks yeah. and it, issuing these permits. Now, obviously, the uh, local, the local law enforcement agencies do play a part mm-hmm. in signing off on that, but it's mostly the state police, which right. is who has the an initial issue with right. this uh, constitutional carry bill. Yeah. Um, 
I no. guess we should also clarify. I don't know. I don't know if you said it initially, but this this bill is only for the state of Indiana. This is not Correct. a federal yeah, bill. This we're is not a federal about. bill. So if you're yeah. not from Indiana, um, I definitely encourage you to <laughs> listen to uh, to us because your state probably has something proposed similar. I mean, they're always proposed every year. Yeah. So um, the reason why the Indiana State Police has such an issue is because, and now obviously the money. I mean, let's not let's not play stupid. Mm-hmm. They will lose out on money. Yep. Um, but the reason that they come up with is it will allow more criminals to carry guns. Mm-hmm. Now, just like you said, this doesn't change the qualifications of a person carrying right. a gun. Right. Now, I will argue you now that this, this this show is kind of conservative, more so libertarian. From a libertarian point of view, I and you believe that just about every single person should be able to carry a gun. Yes. Even if you are a felon. Yes. Okay. I, I think the only exception that I personally would make is if you have been, if if you are a violent felon, i.e., you've assaulted somebody, you have a history of violence, right? Exactly. You that show you you clearly show that you cannot be trusted with a firearm. Yeah. Meaning, like you assaulted, you you literally attacked somebody, you shot somebody. That but now we've got thousands of people who you know maybe had a little bit of weed on them back in high right. school, and now they've right. got a felony because Indiana thinks that weed is the devil's lettuce still. Right. And. Now they can they can no longer carry a weapon because of that, which is ridiculous. Yeah, this is simply every, literally if a lot of people who are very pro like legalizing marijuana, they'll mm-hmm. point out all the time that literally every state surrounding us, every state that shares a border with Indiana, <laughs> yeah. has legalized marijuana in some way. We're yeah. the only ones that haven't. Now I like I've said before I even if it were legal in the state of Indiana, I still would not partake. It's a personal choice. I understand. People think it's weird. I don't care. It's just what I, my choice. Yeah. So like but, you and me are are, are not, and, and I, I don't judge people who do smoke weed. Right. Ever. I don't either. I think but, it should be regulated just like alcohol. Right. But just for clarification, you know, you and I aren't, um, we aren't potheads. No. Just, just for for the sure. record. Yeah. For anybody listening, like we, but we do believe in the personal choice, the yes. personal freedom to yep. do just. Go down to your basement, yeah, and just do, yeah. do what you want. I mean, how many people? Anybody. How many people? Like, we just had Super Bowl come by, right? Yeah. How many people went to someone's house and tossed a few beers back, got a little buzz, hung out, had and a drove great time, home, and drove home? Like, and then no one blinks an eye at that, but then someone lights up a joint and gets equally as inebriated, right? It's a big deal. Now, I, I, I know sense. this isn't a marijuana discussion, but it's always funny yeah. that the people who are anti-marijuana, I mean, and, and it's cool if you are, if as long as you have a good argument, mm-hmm. but the people who are, they're like, well, I just don't want my kids getting a hold of it. Right. And it's like, okay, first off, no drug dealer, because right now there are drug dealers. I mean, and even if it does become legalized, there's still going to be dealers because right. the regulated version is going to be so taxed that there's still going to be dealers. Right. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Different discussion. But the point is, is these people are like, well, I don't want my kids getting a hold of it. It's like no, no dispensary, no pothead, no, nobody's giving your kids weed. Nobody's just right. going to hand your child a $20 yeah. smidge of weed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and people like at Halloween, they're like, I'm oh, sure there's no drugs in the candy. Right. I'm like, no one's giving away free drugs. Now they're there expensive. is an argument to be had that addictive drugs, it, it might make sense to give out free addictive drugs because it'll get you hooked. You know, yeah. there is an argument. I'm not, I'm not saying weird marketing doing that. plan, but right. go for it. You know. But <laughs> but, but weed by uh, by its chemical nature is not a, a non-addictive. Now, obviously, you can get addicted to anything. I sure. I, you know, I, I get addicted to video games. Right. But anyways, back to guns. Yeah. Um, we like guns. So <laughs> they are worried more criminals. It, they are worried it's going to cause more violent crime with guns. Right. And um, I think you and I both know that uh, that that Indiana as a whole, is generally pretty peaceful. Yeah. Even with the crime that does happen, mm-hmm. and, and there is crime. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say we're just like the haven of peace. And, <laughs> and law-abiding. Well, yeah. 
Um, but but there isn't like this plethora of 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 gun victims like there is in Chicago, for example. Right. Now there is a lot of people in Chicago, um, but I I mean, what do you what do you think about this? I mean, I just that's that's always the argument that's made is if you if you make it easier to own a firearm for a, a law-abiding citizen, that somehow that's a direct equation to more gun violence. I'm like, it's not law-abiding, A, it's not law-abiding citizens that are going out committing gun violence. Right. It's criminals. Now, th- this and isn't B, a gun ownership criminals, problem either. Criminals are already getting fired. Like, I don't, I right. can't, I've never heard a good counter-argument for that. Is criminals are already getting weapons illegally. They're already right. carrying them illegally. So if they're worried about this. The, the only argument I've ever heard, and even the guy that made it said, he realizes it's like a pipe dream. Right. He wasn't making it to like say that I'm wrong. He was just saying like, you know, technically this would be true. Is yes, if you removed all the firearms from the United States, which is impossible. Right. Like like you're you're saying if I snap my fingers and all and guns all disappear, gone. then okay. yes, gun violence would disappear. Right. Because there would be violence no thing. would not disappear, right. but gun violence would disappear. But people are missing the whole point. It's not gun violence that's the problem. It's the violence. Right. The gun doesn't cause the violence. The violence is caused by a person. And it's obviously like a, and statistically, it's, it's a trope that, you know, people, good people, you know, only bad, good guy with a gun can stop bad guy with a gun. Like, it's kind of a trope. People roll their eyes and you say it now. Right. It doesn't mean it's not true, but it's it's it, that's what it is, is people are going to cause violence one way or another. In Britain, there's actually a statue in Great Britain where guns are basically impossible to own. There's some cases you can shot knives. Stuff like knives that. are now impossible to own. They have a own. statue. Made out of knives. Stop. To to show like awareness their solidarity knife, and their right. awareness of knife violence. Right. It's like right, you remove right. the the guns from the criminals, they're still using the knives. So I actually uh, pulled up the, the some of the text of the law on the Indiana General Assembly website. Uh, first of all, I am amazed and very happy that our elected officials in the Indiana General Assembly are finally able to assemble generally and start talking about laws again instead of just like letting the governor decide what right. to do. So that's kind of nice. It's a nice change of pace uh, since we've been here last. Uh, but just kind of glancing through, the, they have like a digest of the law. Uh, basically, it says here, repeals the law that requires a person to obtain a license to carry a handgun in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to clarify for anyone out of state, uh, Indiana does not have a concealed carry license. No. It's a license to carry a handgun. So we yeah. have both open or concealed carry. Yeah, which, you, you, which, you cannot lawfully open carry right now in Indiana without a permit. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is a, a pistol. <laughs> yeah. You can, however, this is what... This a is rifle like, or shotgun, right? Yeah. So hold, okay. hold on to that thought. I, I'm going to read some more of this before we move, <laughs> move on. Uh, specifies that certain persons who are not otherwise prohibited from carrying or possessing a handgun are not required to obtain or possess a license, yada, yada. Prohibits certain individuals from knowingly or intentionally carrying a handgun. Handgun creates the crime of, quote, unlawfully carrying of a handgun. So this is where they get around, not get around, but this is the, the solution to people who are prohibited persons are already not allowed to carry. They've, they're actually creating another law that makes that a crime to carry one without a to unlawfully carry one. So unlawful so now unlawfully carrying a handgun means if you don't have a permit or you are a prohibited person and you carry a handgun. So like in your case being that your permit is of the wrong address, technically if you carried a handgun, you would be unlawfully carrying a handgun. Right. If this bill passes and the governor signs it, now you are no longer equated to criminals who illegally carry handguns because of other laws. So uh, it goes on to say some other things. Uh, it has some stuff about reciprocity in here as well. I want to get into all that. Right. 
uh, that you can still. Uh, that's one of the other things is you can still apply for a license if you want to be able to carry in other states. Right, because certain states will only allow you to carry in their states if you have the a license vetted from your permit. state. Exactly. Right. So, like in my case, I have a lifetime permit. I'm still going to maintain that because right. when I, if I travel out of state, I still am able to carry. Right. Um, and now that's not something that people they forget that is the. The ownership requirements are not changed because in order for me to go to uh, Cabela's and buy and buy a gun, they still have to do the federal background check. Right. See, that's the other thing, too, is I think people who are against this bill, besides the police, I think the police, which I think you know, I'm sure you're getting to later, they have different motives for right, to maintain right. the laws they are. But I think your average Hoosier sees this bill who's maybe anti-gun or not, not real sure sees this and they're like, oh, they're just going to give guns to everybody? Right. That's not how this works. It's, it, the only thing that changes is I no longer have to pay a fee to practice a constitutionally guaranteed right. And in my case, I don't care about the fee. I care about the waiting period. Right. Because right now, me and my wife could go to dinner. Mm-hmm. Somebody could show up. And we're not, I'm not even trying to like fear people in, into thinking there's like active shooters everywhere. Right. What, what if there's just a disgruntled person and, 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 you know, they just cause violence in a restaurant? You mm-hmm. know, that happens. Yeah. Or, or someone trying to mug you. Right. Right. And, and now I am unable to uh, defend myself, and I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like some silly like redneck. You know, I can't defend myself. No, I li- I literally can't defend myself mm-hmm. because I don't have the means to defend myself because there are laws in place that keep me yeah. from having the means. But Caleb, isn't it illegal to mug people? Yes, and there will always be muggers. There will always <laughs> be thieves. There will always be yeah. robbers and shooters and stabbers. Yeah. And, you know, and, and people who j- generally people who listen to our show already know this, you know, and, and there, there, there's no reason for me to be preaching this directly to your ears. But, man, it's frustrating. And, and I guess what's the most frustrating about this is it is the police who are giving the backlash. You know, yeah. obviously there are Democrats who didn't vote, who, who voted no, but they're being really quiet about it. Mm-hmm. They, they vote no and... Like, like for example, the local news isn't shaming Indiana for passing this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not the liberals that are that are giving this thing hell. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the cops. Yeah, it's the, uh, it, go ahead. And <laughs> and 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 I, I, I'm not saying your buddy neighbor cop is a bad guy. That's that's right. not what I'm saying. You know, I, I for for most of the episodes we've given our opinion on on like state police mm-hmm. or like local police. You know, but it's the leadership that that is the problem, right? That. Because let let me explain. So I was in the army. Um, I I was a military police at one time before I did my um before I did my security work. Okay, so from a police perspective, it does make more sense. Okay, it, it does make more sense, and it does make my job easier as a cop mm-hmm. if you don't have a gun. Like let let's say I show up to your house, right? Let's say I get a call from from from, from your neighbor. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Hey, I think this guy's beating his wife." You know, they right. they can hear glass shattering, they hear yelling. You know, "Hey, there's like a, a domestic disturbance." Okay? So I I pull up from a, from a few few houses down, right? Cuz I don't want to put on my lights and sirens and let you know that I'm there. I'm going to walk up to your house and I'm going to be prepared for you to potentially have a gun pulled out on me, mm-hmm. right? Like that is the mind that is what's going through a cop's mind at that point. Sure. Because you are already in a, in a terrible state of mind, right? If if, if, it's, if it's really our way, what you're doing. Sure. And it is not out of the ordinary for you to want to hurt me. Right. Because now you're an outside actor coming into right. my anger circle. Right, yeah. right, right. And so, and so in, in, in the police world, it does make my job easier as a cop for you, for me to know that you don't have a gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I, I, 
I just want to make sure that that is made clear. I, I'm not saying police are, are, are against guns right. or anything like that because I have plenty of friends. Like I said, I was in the Army, so obviously a lot of my friends from the Army are now cops. Mm-hmm. I love them. Okay? And I'm not saying they're against guns. But their leadership is. Yes. Almost 100% of the time because it just makes it makes their job easier. Yeah. It's not even from an evil perspective. Like a lot of people think anti-Second Amendment people are evil. Right. And there is an inherent level of evil that goes into making people not want to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's it's usually from a perspective of anti-violence and, you know. Right. More, they all come, I was like, we say most like liberal or leftist people that like want healthcare for all, college for free, they come from a good place. They're not typically, typically they're right. not like, I just want to destroy America. That's not right. what they're, they're going out to do. Right. They think that their methods are the best way to achieve like a better society. Correct. We happen to disagree with how we get there. You know, that's, that's generally what happens. Mm-hmm. It's just the, I think the end state for everybody is pretty much, again, typically the same is let's make society better. Let's make people happier, blah, blah, blah. But how we get there is different. Now, let me argue that. I'm not, not going to argue that, but let me, let me pose a, a idea, okay? Because mm-hmm. what, what, what you and I are telling people is most people just want what's best. Right. And we all have different, different ideas. Sure. I think their ideas are bad and they think my ideas are bad. Mm-hmm. I think their ideas are evil. They think my, my ideas are evil. Now- what we battle is the extreme sides, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. like for example, yes. the extreme right, we, we can all agree the extreme right has racist tendencies. They have, um, what other, I mean, can, can help me out. What, what are examples of extreme right? I think the, the, besides racism, that's obviously the, the obvious, you know, like the, the, the super Trump loving, uh, you know, like the, the neck beard, hillbillies, that's, that's, that's like the, Right, the stereotype of like the far right racist. type person, right? A lot of racism, like um, you could really, say, really uh, racism seems you to be could like say the extreme the right one. is very anarchist. Maybe like yeah. they just want to see society crumble so that way they can just live however they want. Which yeah. is, um, I mean, if that's your position, that I mean, that's fine. But uh, but then there's the extreme left, okay? Uh-huh. And the extreme left to to paint a picture, like to to give you an, an illustration, is 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 a drag queen with a sex-changed eight-year-old on their lap reading a book about how there needs to be no rich people. You know, right. so, so there are <laughs> two... Capitali- so, capitalism is right. evil. So yeah. there are two extreme sides. Yeah. And we can all agree there are two extreme sides. But the, but the idea I would like to propose is that the extreme right is, is um, demonized by everyone, mm-hmm. right? Like you and I... You and I do not like racism. Mm-hmm. Um, when when I saw the dude waving the Confederate flag in the um, the DC in the Capitol DC yeah. crap on January sixth, yeah, I a, as an American, I kind of took offense to that. I mean, I didn't get like cancel culture offended. I just got like personally like, man, I don't like that because like, yeah. I I don't like racism. I don't yeah. like slavery. You know, all these things I I actively don't want. Okay, but the difference is we actively you we actively don't like racism yeah like we actively don't like these extreme very extreme right yeah right people but the but the left like let, let's say the more moderate left they don't demonize their their extremists right? right so like the more moderate i wouldn't say moderate the 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 more level-headed side of the right sure. demonizes yeah. their extremists but the level-headed left yes. do not demonize their extremists yeah and so that's kind of where the uh that's where my argument and my position sure. is being sure. held yeah, I agree. I can see that for sure. I, I think uh, Republicans are a lot more willing to eat their own. Or, or Republicans, conservatives. I mean, look at when when uh, Mitch McConnell pushed through the 
that they approved the votes, uh, certified the votes for Joe Biden, uh, all mm. the Trump people are like, do we need to go and burn his house down? Like, right. he's doing his job. They did that to Mike Pence. Like, he's the, he was the vice president. Constitutionally, they did their job. I mean, morally or ethically, whether you disagree with him, right. constitutionally, he did his job. Exactly. That's my point is, like, they did what they, when they raised their right hand, right. just like you and I did, right. they swore to uphold the Constitution. They did their job. Right. They did the right thing. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Right. But they still did it. And you know, there just wasn't the enough. Conservatives evidence. were divided yeah. heavily, right, uh, between whether or not that was the right thing to do, or not, whether that was a good thing. Right. Whereas, when something like that happens on the on the Democratic or the left side, it's like, eh, here we go. Right. <laughs> it's like forgotten about. Like, like when Joe Biden said, when President Biden, excuse me, I have to be very respectful of my the creepy chief. Uncle Joe Biden. I have to be respectful. Yeah. Okay. Um, when he said that uh, Mexicans or Hispanics and Black people don't know how to access the internet. Oh yeah, he said he that just, like he last said, week. Yeah, I was like. And nothing? No one's no, going to point that, that that's a bad thing to say? Like, that's my biggest problem with, like, our current political climate is there's no consistency with, with, the, with the outrage. Like, if Trump had said that, they would, oh they would literally yeah. burn the country down, like BLM would. In fact, he... Now, this isn't like a Trump uh, kissing session, but, like... He 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 did the opposite. He's like, I love Mexicans. Right. It's <laughs> like, okay, which is just is cringy. Which is cringy. Yeah. But it's like we know what you're doing. Them on that. We know what you're doing. But now to go back to the constitutional carry, um, before we hit on the political climate, the way that things are, um, you and I share the same state representative. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our so our state house. Our state house representative, right? Um, and she is a closet. She's a closet Democrat. Let's let's, so. let's be honest. Um, just if you go to her history of bills that she's authored or co-sponsored or voted on, mm-hmm. um, it's typically about um, social policy and mm-hmm. like infrastructure and like government, just 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 like pure government stuff. Yeah, like just pure pure government program stuff, and mm-hmm. which is more of a Democrat position. So she was given the opportunity to uh, change my perception on her mm-hmm. and yours and everybody else's. And, and and she she didn't vote no on the constitutional carry could, because excused, they voted on it last she week. She excused herself. She excused herself from voting. Now you said you called her office. To, no, I, e- to, I emailed her. Okay, office. so I you called emailed. Them yet. So I I emailed as well. And did you receive a reply? I, I got the automatic. We appreciate your. So did I. Your whatever, however they word that. And yeah. um, that's in in my opinion, that's worse than her telling me I don't like the bill. Yeah. If she just said that, I'd at least appreciated the honesty. Right. And I, I would have said as much. Uh, but for, you know, when I look at the district map for, I think it's district 20 or 13. They change like every four Yeah, years, whatever so I it don't is. Remember. But like you see the outline and you see all the towns that are within her district that she represents. It, you cannot tell me. There, there's not one large city in this district. No. They're all small town, countries, yes. farms. Like you're probably talking maybe. The largest city is probably 5,000 people. Yeah. Maybe tops. like 15, 20,000 people tops. Maybe. If oh, that. I don't even know about that. Yeah, like, yeah, like. That's really that, big. That's very generous. For, yeah. What I'm saying, but that's my point because there's some like part of Lafayette there, right? Just but very, the very outside. Either way, you, you can't tell me that the the majority of her constituents are opposed to or right. don't care about passing a gun bill, which means she's not. Um, she's uh, not communicating. She's with not her representing. Yeah, which is her, her 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 title is representative. Right. So, and I could be completely wrong here, but in. In my ignorant opinion, a representative is specifically supposed to vote on exactly what her 
what her constituents want yeah. or what they want the general um, what, consensus what they desire yeah. yeah the general yeah the general consensus and then the senate the the senators are still supposed to represent but since they're 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 more of like a uh, set stone number of people you know like they kind of are the okay wh- now what's what's the educated response to sure. this you know what is the right you know you know you kind of see where i'm going with yeah. this like yeah they are less of a representative more of a level-headed like what is the ethical moral constitutional right. so it's like the house decision here the house gives them the opinion of the people and sure. then they make an educated decision based on that. and 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 don't get me wrong the senators do the same thing or else they'll get voted out because right. they're they're elected they're not stupid right yeah well but yeah um and but <laughs> i mean i'm getting down a rabbit hole but the point is, is she didn't vote on it we're, we're upset yeah um, and like you were doing, you, you were kind of painting a picture of like the area she represents, like this area. It's like small towns, farms, a lot of dudes hunting, a lot of yeah. deer killed in this like, area. Last like, you know year. how there's like highway markers? Yeah. We have highway markers, but we don't, we, but, but we also have bush light markers. Like there's bush light cans every mile, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's the area we live in. A lot of road farming. And, yeah. um, yeah. So <laughs> I just, uh. I'm upset. You're upset. Yeah, I think a if, lot of people are if upset. If over a thousand deer are killed in your district, you should just vote yes for any pro gun law. Like that's just how it should work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that tells you a little thing, a little bit about you your constituency. You wake up on Thanksgiving morning and you're going to hear a gunshots. You're going to hear gunshots every yeah. thirty well, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about the the timeline for the gun for gun season. It changes every year. But right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you're going to some Thanksgiving gonna, people hunt. Yeah, crazily. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, I'm, I'm not. I mean. People People know what this bill is. We're yeah. upset about her, but yep. anyways, it did pass. It passed, and um, it. I, I, I don't remember when the date is set to go to the Senate. Mm-hmm. The Senate's probably going to pass it because it would look really bad if they didn't. Right, and I think this is my biggest problem with our current political situation with how things work. Is our Senate is very Republican, oh, like yeah. our state it's, Senate. It's, it's, it's that's heavily. It's going to pass. Yeah, at this point. Uh, now my concern is with the governor. Yeah, will he sign it? Which he can be overridden, but right. then that's a whole. But that's, that's the thing is like, you know, you got all these. You have one side and you have the other side, and so many times when you have like a tight race, votes come down to like two or three people. Right. And I'm like, why are we still electing the same parties? Right. You know, like I I really hope that we start getting more other party, not necessarily even libertarian, but other party people in our politics and start mixing it up. I mean, it's just like... Right. We oh, speaking of that, I'm sorry to, to interrupt you. Did you see they changed the um, requirements for a third party to to run in the state of Indiana uh-uh. for, um, I believe, local and state seats? Mm-mm. Yeah, so um, if you want to run for a for, for a seat, sure. you have... There, there are certain requirements depending on the seat, right? Like, like uh, signatures, you know, certain, you know... There, there has to be like, like not anybody can just go for anything as any party, you know, I mean, they should, but you can't. Right. Huh. And, and so, and so uh, Indiana, because they had such a large uh, increase in libertarian votes because of our terrible Republican governor, right. Who's also kind of a closet Democrat. <laughs> they uh, saw that as a threat, which they should. Yeah. And yeah, they uh, changed, changed the requirements. See, that's the, uh, that's the wrong response. Yeah. When when you see that obviously the people that you rep- you are supposed to represent are unhappy with your leadership, right. that shouldn't be. Well, we need to make sure no one else can do this. It should be. What am I doing wrong? Yeah, yeah. That's and Sharon's part and of the problem. I, every time <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to people uh, about any political thing, and they say, "Well, our our elected leaders," I stop them right there. They are not leaders. No, they are representatives. Yeah, leadership is something you have to earn. 
You, right, right. You are you represent my interests as a constituent, and you the rest of the constituents within this area. Mm-hmm. You are not my leader. You are not right. leaders. I don't expect the governor of Indiana to tell me how to live my life. I don't no. look to him for advice. I don't look to him for on any how to do anything. I, my my expectations for my governor is to do things that are in the best interest of the state of Indiana. The, the, the yep. my expectations of my state representatives and my state senator is to do things that are in the best interest of our area. And, and, and all the way down the line to the mayors, to the, the city council members, to the school board members, their jobs are not to lead me. Mm-hmm. They are to represent me. Not me individually, but me and and my neighbors. Yeah. And I think our, I think elected people are forgetting that. And, and what you're just saying about them changing the rules. The people electing them are forgetting that too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. People think of them, they look at, what are the, they what's look the government going to do? I So... <laughs> We're going to get to the Texas thing later, but did you see that one of the mayors of a city in Texas basically told the, the people in his city, like, you're on your own. We're, yeah. we're not going to hold your hand. Yeah. I didn't. Bad see- answer, but I respect the, the energy. Yeah. Yeah. Bad <laughs> answer, but uh, I don't, I don't disagree to what he said. Exactly. Necessarily. Like, which we'll get to, we'll, we'll get to that later. Let's yeah. move on. So the, the, my, our elected officials are not leaders. They're representatives. And the fact that our, yours and I, sta- uh, state representative is not representing her district, yeah. I have a severe problem with. Yeah. To, so much so, when I first, when you sent me that thing where she ex- she excused herself, mm-hmm. there was a split second where I was like, man, should I run for that seat? No, oh, yeah. As a libertarian? Yeah. I'm old enough. Yeah. Then I was like, no, I look at my yard and see all the crap my kids live out there. <laughs> I was like, no, it'd be a smear campaign real easy. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> Also, I'm, but the whole thing is that, that to me that sounds like aristocracy, right? Because like we're not some of the elites, we're not the well-to-do. Because this lady owns a business and it's a successful business yeah. in a, a nearby city. Yeah, that's and more cool. power to her. That's great. Good for her. Uh, I hope I hope she does well. I really yeah. do. Um, but I also hope she. And I'm also like really big about. I'm not just gonna immediately say you should be fired if you make if you do something wrong. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe she had to go potty. Right, and I even said like, <laughs> yeah, maybe she had COVID. Maybe she had a family member that was sick yeah. and she couldn't be there. Like, there's a whole. But the fact that she emailed us reasons. and let us know that. Right, that's not, and it's problem. been two weeks now. Yeah. Uh, and or maybe a week and a half. But either way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, so like our health, our health uh, officer that's local to us. You know, people people thought that me. Because you and I were pretty harsh on him, his his the health department here when all the lockdown stuff was going on, blah blah blah, and people are like, "Well, yeah, you know, you guys should go to the meetings and try to get him fired." I'm like, "I don't want him fired. I just want him to do a better job." And that's like that's the difference between us and like a far leftist is if it were a very conservative person, they would say he needs fired right now. He's a dangerous right, society. Right. Like, no, no, no. I just want him to be more sensible. And people thought I was ridiculous for for feeling that way. Right. So. So, anyways, we're gonna move on to uh, what cause? you said. You yeah. saw a, uh, a video, a, yeah. and I and, uh, uh, and I've 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 we've brought this up several times. I, I'm a huge history nerd. I've studied like the Civil War a lot. Been to several battlefields. Several. I took my kids to Gettysburg uh, a couple years ago. Very much a Civil War nerd, history nerd in general. And I watched this video, and it broke it down really well. And sometimes, like you hear things, but it just doesn't really stick until they're they're said in the right way. And it was what caused the Civil War. And, you know, depending on who you ask, one person might say it was slavery. One person might say it was states' rights. One person might say this or that. It, the answer is all of the above. It was all of those things combined that led to the Civil War. The, the, so, um, 
one of the things they brought up, and I'm not going to like uh, break the video down, but it was on a, a YouTube channel called Kings and Generals that I watch all the time. A lot of history stuff on there. I really like it. But um, basically the breakdown of what they were saying was here's the things that led to it. And uh, even one of the things they brought up was when Thomas Jefferson was writing the Declaration of Independence, mm -hmm. he had a clause in there that basically was slamming England for bringing the slave trade to the to to America to the colonies, and basically saying like how immoral this was, and it, he was actually made to remove it because the colonies before the Declaration happened, and even immediately after the war, the Revolutionary War was won, were not really a unified one thing. Right. It right, was right. it was thirteen independent countries, if you want to look right. at it that way. Right. And. Basically, because and they're kind of ran by business owners, which is really kind of yeah. uh, taboo in today's standards. Yes, like because yeah. business owners are evil and landowners, and right. that was one of the proposed things was only people who could vote were landowners, right. and obviously they did away with that. Thank God. Um, but you know, because the South was so dependent on the slave trade for their economy, they weren't going to be a part of it, and they needed them right. to be able to pull this war off. Right, and, and they did. You know. And it, that doesn't make it right, no. per se. And I'm not justifying it, right. what they've done at all, to be very clear. But that's what they did. Historically, I'm just saying this is what they did. Mm -hmm. So because they maintained slaves uh, within the United States, slavery within the United States, they were able to win the war and you move on to the 1800s. Right. So now you're expanding out, adding states, adding states, adding states. And, you know, kind of slowly the abolitionist movement started picking up steam. And obviously in the South it wasn't strong because it was a, it was a major part of their economy. Again, not saying it was good, it just was. Right. Um, so it, it finally started coming to a head, and I'm very, I'm very, very much paraphrasing this, but uh, on the, the, this is, uh, the act is in 1850, part of what's called the, uh, the Great Compromise of 1850 was the Fugitive Slave Act. Okay. If this doesn't happen, if this didn't pass... As part of the compromise, the Civil War doesn't happen, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll read a little short bit about it. But it's, uh, the act required that slaves be returned to their owners, even if they were in a free state. The act also made the federal government responsible for finding, returning, and trying escaped slaves. So essentially, part of the problem with that hmm. was if you're in a non-pro-slavery non state or free state up north and... Now, now your tax dollars are funding slavery. The modern day comparison right. is abbression. It's too easy to make that. Okay. As I'm watching this video, I'm thinking this is the abortion debate. Okay. But then they started adding more things. I'm like, this is like the left versus the right debate. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, I'm not going to get into that because it, it's really hard to explain what I mean by that. And I don't want people to take that as though I'm saying like, Republicans are pro-slavery. Like, right, 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 right. That's the argument that would be made against what I'm saying. You're saying if, if you don't understand yeah, what I'm saying. So I'm not going to go you're there. You're saying he's Hitler. Right, no, right, that's right. Not, the, not that's, doing that. That's not the So comparison. the Fugitive Slave Act happens. Now your tax dollars are funding slavery, okay. essentially. They're funding slaves being returned to their owners down the South. Uh, wow. And, and then, then you have like this kind of this battle left and, you know, battle between slave states and free states. What year did that? 1850. 1850, yeah. okay. Um so, you know, 11 years before the war really started. Right. And, you know, in that 11-year time period, now you got, like, different states being added. And then the big question becomes, is this a free state or a slave state? Right. So the comparison, again, is, is this a Democratic state? Is this a Republican state? Which, because mm. who gets to control how this how this works out? That's why Kansas, you have bloody Kansas, which is a big thing. Okay. That's why it was such a... 
pivotal moment because they weren't really sure. There was actually at one point two state legislatures in Kansas. One was a pro-slavery, one was a, it was an abolitionist legislature. So kind of like a battleground state type yes, of... Yes, I, I mean, that's yeah. literally where the phrase comes from. Yeah. And that was why it was so violent. John Brown kind of started doing his thing over there before he went to Harper's Ferry in Virginia, and Robert E. Lee actually was one who captured and had to execute uh, when he was still part of the Federal Army, the Union Army. Okay. Uh, but you know that's happening. And then you got Texas and California. California is a free state, and Texas is a slave state. And it's just like who who has the most votes essentially. Right. And it's just like the presidential election. How where's the battleground states? Who gets to pick who? How we decide things? Yeah. Who gets to pick how other people live? Yeah. Uh, and, and then so what ha- comes up before comes up to this is the presidential election of eighteen sixty. And then Lincoln looking like he said, when Lincoln's very pro tariff to like control economic forces, right? Okay. Kind of how Trump was, one of the things we disagreed on with him. Um, and one of the tariffs that was placed was on cotton and different things. Like they pla- they started placing tariffs on things that mostly the South produced. Mm. So this was a huge direct impact on the Southern economy. Huge. Now this is where you know talk about like the rich getting getting tax cuts and we also got tax cuts right right right, like, right. those tax cuts have now expired Joe, mm-hmm. president biden has done away with a lot of them right. i've are me personally i have already made less money than i was before wow it's like but it does it only affects the rich i'm not rich right like not any stretch of the imagination but i'm already seeing effects of it so like looking at that through the lens of history of if you're a because only like I think it was like one or three percent of the Southern population owned slaves, mm-hmm. and one percent of those are like those in power, you know, politicians and things like that. And so, like your average Southerner, you know, they they were probably still held racist tendencies, which you can say that about the Northern states as well, because even after the war was over, people were still very racist to white to black people yeah. in the North or the South, no matter where you were. You know, they might be a little more lenient up north, but right. You know, it, it wasn't like when the war was over, racism was ended. It, it still uh, went on. It was just slavery was obviously, ended. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, you know, your average southern Southerner was just like a poor farmer who had a little piece of land just trying to scrape by and raise his family, mm-hmm. which we can kind of relate to, relate to of. you know, minus the, slavery, the, right, the racist right. yeah. part. But that was, again, that was kind of everybody. Um, but then now you're telling this farmer who tries who makes some of his money maybe selling some of his his farmed goods that mm-hmm. now he's not making as much because of these tariffs that the federal government is putting in. Now obviously there's propaganda, you know, the southern state leaders are saying, "Well, the those guys in Washington, the fat cats in Washington right. are stealing your money." There's a lot of that going on too. Uh just like today, you know, the the the, the media at the time was like kind of word of mouth. There wasn't so much like established news people. So you have these tariffs, and then uh, kind of what led to secession was states started saying, "Look, we're n- we." They would pass laws, and their state legislatures that essentially said, "We are not uh, th- these these tariffs are illegal in our states." And so my whole point of saying all this, and I'm seeing like these parallels to modern events, is you have, uh, you know, the abolitionists look down on the Southerners as immoral. And then your average farmer who sees this these northern people passing these tariffs as a direct attack uh-huh. on their well-being. Right. It, 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 to, again, you're, it's so easy to look back on the South, capital S, as right. a huge, just massive slavery conglomeration of people that all hated black people. Mm-hmm. All right, first of all, everybody, well, not everybody, but your, most white people was ra- were racist back then. Yeah. Again, not saying it's okay. It just was is what it was. 
And your average farmer would probably didn't really care one way or the other until it starts affecting them. Yeah. So my whole point of this is saying that all this division that's going on in our country today, you've got, you know, people, the federal government trying to pass these super stringent gun control laws. But now you've got states like Indiana saying, we don't recognize your gun control laws. We have Second Amendment sanctuary uh, cities. You've got all these different, like, states and cities and and communities, like, saying, we're not following the law of the step, you know, the, the authority over me, I guess. And, you know, kind of the, the, the trope is history. If you don't remember history, it's doing to repeat itself. Uh, do... do I'm not saying that there is going to be another civil war. Um, but I'm saying that our current political and social climate is it's hostile. It's, it's the right catalyst could take it that way yeah. very easily. I'm gonna put it yeah. that way. Uh, I do think if this, the, the, we've talked about it a, a couple podcasts ago about the federal gun control bill they're trying to pass. Um, where it's like limiting to 10 round magazines and mm-hmm. you got all these stupid just, an $800 a year yeah. insurance policy. That would be an example of a catalyst that I believe could could lead to right. a second civil war. The other thing that I remember too and something we've, we've talked about a lot is the way our, our, our quality of life in the United States now or in the world now really mm-hmm. within modern western countries is so much better than the quality of life 100 years ago. It's like, you know, it's easy for us to forget, like, how violent humanity can really be and how bad things can really be. And, and as we're going to talk about later here in a minute, Texas, how bad things, how quickly things can go bad, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you look at other countries throughout history, and as old as the United States is, which is not that old, you know, in the grand scheme no, of countries, we, we're, we're kind of due for, like, either a revolution or another civil war or like some kind of weird, you know, are you look at like France, how many Kings have they had? How many revolutions have right. they had? Russia, well, they're kind of going through one right now. Great Britain. I mean, you look at all the things that are going, that have happened in history. Like countries have uprisings. Countries have coups. Countries have dictators come to power. Countries have revolutions. Countries have civil wars. Just general hostility. Yeah. I it, mean, it just, just, it's part it of, works. and you look all through history, it's part of human life. The fact that the last major civil war that we have where, where people died by the thousands was in the 1860s, that long ago, we're doing pretty good. And I do think people, as they become more educated, they become more peace-loving. And you start to see, like, okay, yeah. it's, this isn't really worth, like, you know, my, me and my son's dying for, you know, right. where I could just have, we just have a discussion about it. But that was a thing. One of the major things, like, as far as societally that led to the Civil War was both sides stopped listening to each other. Now, this is where people could say that I'm equating conservatives to, like, either Democrats, because they were Democrats, like, generally, the slaveholders were right, Democrats. Right. I'm not making that argument. I'm not saying that they're the same. I'm saying the mindsets as far as my, my side is good, your side is evil. The, right. Those mindsets are the same. The, the the point of argument is different. That's 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 the that's really important to distinct right. because, again, I'm not saying, like, slavery was a good thing. Uh, obviously, it was an evil thing, and I'm glad it was done away with. But the, the, the there's a book I read. And it's, it's by an author named Jeff Shera. I think it was Gods and Generals. And, and one of the lines I'm going to butcher the line, but he said like someone was was quoted as saying like, you know, t- 
talking becomes yelling, yelling becomes finger pointing, okay, yeah, finger yeah, yeah, pointing yeah. becomes pointing guns because no one listens to fingers. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, as much as I hate saying that, and the only reason I bring this up is not to like, it's not to say like, hey, let's have another civil war. I'm saying like, maybe we should listen to each other. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's good to read history so we yeah. don't, uh, I hate to sound like, you know, like the, the, the classroom answer so we don't repeat history. Yeah. Um, now one thing that will go down in history is a recent power outage. Yes. In Texas. Snowpocalypse. Snowpocalypse. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, now most of the people that listen to the show are, uh, primarily, primarily right leaning, uh, conservatives, Republicans, whatever. Um, so the 2021 officially 2021 Texas power crisis, um, is still an ongoing power crisis Mm -hmm. in Texas. Um, involving mass utilities failures such as power outages, water, and food shortages, mm-hmm. and dangerous weather conditions. Um, the crisis was the result of two severe weather storms. Okay, mm-hmm. um, now more than four and a half, I read four and a half million homes and businesses in Texas were left without power. Mm-hmm. That's a problem mm-hmm. um, for for several days. Not you know because like like you can get away with a day. Oh yeah, because yeah. like where, where you and I live, we don't live in the same town, but we we live in similar towns yes. where. When you have a power outage, it can last like twelve hours. Yeah, and that and that's not out of the ordinary mm-hmm. for us. Now, um, the cause of the power outages were initially blamed um, on frozen wind turbines. Mm-hmm. The uh, Republican governor, obviously, you know, Republicans. I, I don't know if he feels this way, but his, his constituents feel like renewable uh, green energy is not the way to go, mm-hmm. right? So he at first blamed the frozen wind turbines. Mm-hmm. Now, which, renew- which to be clear was a thing it, that really happened. It, it did happen, yeah. but um, and see, this is why I have such a problem with the right, mm-hmm. just a, a, as a whole. Because as far as ethically, morally, you know, like that's where I fall in line. But there is so much misinformation and so yes. much fake news on the right. Yeah. So, um, renewable energy only makes up. Let's see here. I had it pulled up. <clears throat> only 23% of Texas power. Mm-hmm. 23%. Which is a respectable amount. a respectable amount. amount. Yeah. But of that 23%, only a percent, I, they they don't know yet, but o- only a fraction of that was was the problem. Mm-hmm. So a, a fraction of the fraction of the right. renewable energy was the problem. Right. Now, the majority of the problem was actually with the natural gases mm-hmm. um, because it was not winterized. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, it, that is it was not prepared for this. Okay? And... Um, there was a picture. I I, I, I don't I don't remember. Um, but there was there was a picture that was apparently shown all throughout, like Facebook, the news, whatever, of a helicopter like trying to like de-ice a, <laughs> a, a wind turbine. Yeah. And turns out that was a picture of some European country yeah. that had a wind turbine that that froze, yeah. and it wasn't even from America. Right. Yeah. And so you know, when it comes to the you know like, I don't have all the answers, and ne- ne- neither do you when it comes to this because it's still ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um. But. One of the reasons why I think this is so important to talk about right now, sorry, I bumped the table. One one reason I think it's so important is because there is a lot of misinformation. Yes. Um, because Texas, very red state. Yep. And, you know, like I said, I agree with most of the motives, the morals, the ethics of the right-leaning culture, mm-hmm. right? But, but since the left controls the media, and they do, you are foolish if you say they don't, um, since they do control the media, the right... If you want to sell somebody on your ideas, there are a lot of gotcha moments, right? Mm-hmm. 
And and unfortunately, when it comes to the gotcha moments, the clickbait, there's a lot of that's that finger pointing. I was there's talking about. a lot of fake fake stuff. There there's a lot of uh, confirmation false bias. information. Yeah, yeah. And so like so, when you see that picture of the windmill, it's like, see, see, right. I told you that hippie energy doesn't work. Right. And don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not a huge wind guy. Yeah, I, I would prefer nu- nu- uh, nuclear. Yeah, nuclear. Sorry, I'm having a hard time pronouncing. Uh, but. But we are so suppressed, not we, but the the right is so suppressed as far as the media goes that they try to run with every little any thing little win without, they get without like, trying to like look at this. It, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And so uh, you know, I it, it's, it's, as far as my motives to talk about this, that's that's something we really need to, we really need to work on as people who are typically more right leaning, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, I mean, I get it. The left controls the media. They they do. I mean, you're 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 foolish if you say they don't. Yep. But um, it, that makes it easier to uh, cheapen the uh, the right media, right? Right. Because, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, people on the right believe believe what you believe, and you know that when you produce an image, they're going to still believe what you believe yep. because they already believe what you believe. Yeah. But you're not changing other people's minds is 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 the problem, right? You're I'm not gonna convince a liberal with a PhD to think more like a conservative if I'm showing him false information. Right. That's not gonna happen. Right. If I'm showing him a picture of a helicopter de-icing a wind turbine from Norway right. in twenty fifteen, yeah. that's not gonna convince him to think what I think. Right. It's gonna do the opposite. He's now gonna think that I'm dumber yeah, than all he's my, already all of your arguments at that point are null and void in his opinion. Right. Yeah. And he's not He's not necessarily wrong for thinking that way because yeah, you, you 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 botched it. Yep. And um, also, let's use this opportunity to tell people to prepare for the worst at all times. Yep. Um, turns and, out, turns <laughs> out, all them preppers in Texas, they're they're doing okay. Most of them. Most I saw of them. that uh, this this, uh, this this Reddit feed uh-huh. went 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 viral because this guy he's like more liberal and his like brother-in-law is like more conservative oh i saw He's, that and he was like yeah, my uh, brother-in-law's a prepper and yeah. it turns out he can't use any of his prepping items when there's no electricity yeah because <laughs> he like had all the wrong stuff now yeah. um i didn't see that now funny. as far as me as far as my uh prepping i'm not even that big of a prepper mm-hmm. i just i'm just uh i have common sense mm-hmm. people call me a prepper but i don't consider myself a prepper i just consider myself uh com- common sense yeah i have stacks of bottled water I have tons of rice because rice is small and dry and it expands when you use water to boil it and you mm-hmm. can combine meat of deer yep. or whatever, whatever, whatever you find, you can yep. put it in the rice. You Absolutely. Know? Rice is just a really good um, source of food to keep because it's, like, like I said, dry. It lasts forever. Uh, lasts forever yep. and it expands. So like one one pound of rice, like one smaller so, yeah, bag of rice can expand <laughs> you know, you'll, and you'll create food. This. Uh, every once in a while, I'll buy another bag, like the big, like twenty pound bag of rice. Yeah. And I'll bring it in the house. My wife goes, "Okay, Caleb." Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess my wife and your wife are always talking about like us buying up stuff like that. Yeah. And, and uh, rice is typically cheap. Yeah. And it's easy yeah. to uh, moisture manage. But anyways, uh, blankets. And it'll fix your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Did you put it in rice? <laughs> so um, blankets. Uh, you 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 can buy these like hand crank um, solar radios on Amazon. Fairly oh, yeah. cheap. They're made in China, but they're but they're pretty they decent. Yeah. They say they can charge your phone, but I would suggest that you don't do that because you will uh, ruin your battery. Uh, what else can people get to prepare for these things? Uh, I actually have a uh, emergency blanket. I bought it like uh, the foil ones. I bought it overseas. It's a solar phone charger. Now okay. it charges really slow. Yeah, just in the sun, but. You know, you leave that sucker charged. You can plug it in and charge it. You can leave it in the sun and charge it. 
But if you like, if you're stuck somewhere and, or you need emergency something or other, that's enough juice to like turn your yeah. phone on to make a phone call, like something like that. Uh, if the phone systems are all uh, working. secondary sources of heat. Yes. Um, you said you saw videos of people like breaking down furniture and yep. burning their furniture. Yeah. So they, they would have fireplaces in their house, but they wouldn't have any firewood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I saw one guy, he was on there. Uh, so I'll, I'll say, and I think most of us that live up, you know, Northern States where winter is like a normal thing. Yeah. We were all kind of laughing at the Texans because in our minds, I think and I, me personally, I know I thought was like, Oh, they're just being sissies. It's, you know, it's 40 degrees. Oh, it's freezing. Right. Right. Drive me a river. Then I'm seeing pictures of like people's water pipe bursting in their ceilings for, they have them up there for some reason. Yeah. So just, to clarify, people have pipes in their ceilings because the soil is so dense yeah. that it is, it is impossible. It's more. Or, it's more or expensive, expensive yeah. to um, dig a crawl space or basement to put all your all your stuff. Right. Like, I'm sure everyone's seen the picture of like the the ceiling fan. Yeah, that had the water ceiling frozen. fans are like being collapsed. Yeah. And like I started seeing stuff like that, and then I yeah. saw the video of the guy burning his furniture, and like at first I was like, huh, and I was like, hold on, he's burning his his kid's crib. I'm like, right. hold on, what's going on? And then I started to realize is, like it is pure this survival is, mode. This is a real problem. Like right. I, I think, and I think a lot of us were like making fun of them. And then it's like, hold on, no, those, they're really having a problem right People now. People died. Yeah, uh, just because it's cold, they're not. They don't. They're not used to it. Yeah. I mean, for us, like, oh, hey, we see a blizzard's coming. What do we all do? We, me personally, I get a couple five gallon buckets and fill them up with water. Yes, so I can do dishes. So you can wash your hair. I can flush the toilet yeah. if I need to. You know, some basic stuff. I have bottled water on hand. I've got some food. Like we kind of know to like prepare a yeah. little bit, and we get made fun of. Yeah, but that. But at least we're not gonna. I'm not gonna starve. My yeah. kids will not starve to death. No, I could probably go quite a while without power at my house. Right. Uh, so another little tip that I learned when I used to plow snow, uh, they told all of us get you a metal coffee can or any metal like can of that about that okay. size, I, like a soup yeah, can yeah, would yeah, probably yeah. work. Yeah. And just like a candle, those like a little votive, you know, non-scented candle or scented if you want. Uh-huh. If you light that candle and put in that metal can. After a time, it'll actually heat up that can a little bit. Now, you're not going to be toasty warm. Right. But if you're in a vehicle and you're stranded, it actually, and I I actually had a a plow break down on me one time and it completely shut off. So I had no heat. Wow. And I lit this candle inside this can and it takes the edge off the cold. It's still cold. You still see your breath. But it's not, you're going to be just a little bit more comfortable. Um, Candles are obviously a good thing to have just for the light. I mean, obviously, you got to be careful like with the fire hazard. Yeah. If you like cats and stuff, you know, or kids. Um, that, but that was a nice little trick that I learned as far as like being prepared. I think people mistake, they see preppers and they think of like the TV shows about mm-hmm. preppers and they're like, oh, those guys have bunkers and they're just planning for the apocalypse. That's not, it's not exactly what prepping is. Prepping is right. literally being prepared. That's where the phrase where prepping comes from. It's like, it's, it's a root word. Just being prepared for things that could happen. That's why we carry guns. We're prepared for things that could happen. That's why we both keep like extra food on hand because so we're prepared for things that can happen because no, things won't. can happen and again like Texas the reason I want to talk wanted to talk about Texas and the snow and all that is they were not prepared and it just goes to show you how fast things can go bad real quick yeah it's not people I think we have like this false sense of security like everything's gonna work because of the government because or we trust the gov- people trust the government too much uh, and this is why I guarantee I you, I'll put money on it right here, right now. I guarantee you, when this when it starts warming up up here and spring starts coming around, you will not be able to buy seeds mm. because people are going to well, maybe down there, maybe up here, be a little more chill. Good prediction, but I think down in Texas, people are going to start doing their own gardens a lot. So I am going to. So here, here's a fun fact. 
Um, so you would think that, oh, wow, this crazy thing happened. Like, we've never experienced this, so now we're going to prepare better yeah. next time. This happened in 2011. With Texas? Yes. Really? It, it, it's known as the 2011 Groundhog Day blizzard. Look it up. Huh. Texas uh, had faced similar power outages due to frozen power equipment. You know, same same story. Um, now, they reported that um, the, oh, what's the, it's whatever the power commission is down there. Right. Um, said that some generators were um, winterized, you know, since then. Um, but it, but there, but there was no re- like strict regulation on, Hey guys, we need to prepare better, you know, because when it comes to utilities, you don't have a choice who you have because yeah. it is, it is regulated, right? Mm-hmm. It is regulated to be um, quote unquote affordable, you know, like, they, like they can't upcharge, you know, I mean they will, but you know, it is, it is inherently made to where people, all normal people should be able to afford um, have it installed, you know. Yep. So, anyways, um, you would think there would be regulation to pre- prevent this from happening again, <clears throat> but as we see, it happened in 2011, and it turns out that the um, the the ideas they came up with were all on a voluntary basis. So, okay. like saying, so the, it seems like, like local power plants yeah. would like if you want to do this, this right. is probably a good idea, right? So, it, you, you would think they'd learn, you would think they'd have pre- yeah. pre- preparation, yeah. But um, see, this is I don't this know, is man. an example of a legitimate function of government. Like, right. you know, you and I are not just pure anarchists. No. Like, a lot of libertarians, that's, like, one of the things... Can be, yeah. ...are just, like, pure... Like, I think Spike Cohen is, is borderline anarchist. He's borderline, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like what he says, but come on, dude. And your name's Spike. Come on. You're, you're an adult. <laughs> you're in your 30s or 40s, like, <laughs> however old you are. Come on. You're, no one's gonna call you Spike. Pre- Vice President Spike. Okay. Anyway. Um, but this is an example... Because, I mean, part of it is, too, like building codes, you know, if, if you have people living in a domicile, they're required to have power. Right. Like to be up to code. Right, right. So, therefore, power has to be provided or available. And, therefore, it needs to be regulated in a certain manner. Now, not over-regulation. It shouldn't be like state-ran, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure that'll be an argument that comes up is we should have state-ran utilities because the government right. runs things very well. Like, obviously, companies don't run things well all the time either. But I think... Private companies generally do a better job than the federal government does, mm-hmm. but I, I think the uh, is the Air, Aircot the comp- the regulation the yes, re- regulatory yes, the body in Energy Texas? Regulatory Commission yeah. Commission of Texas Commission yeah, of Texas yeah. uh, you know it's more <laughs> five five unaffiliated members of Aircot resigned due to these power failures so so was, it, was that this one or the last one this one so oh. the last one um. It, it it caused them to obviously there's all these r- reports right mm-hmm. and a 357 page report was released by them in response so 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 they had all this work they had all these uh they had all these re- reports and examples and preventions mm-hmm. and uh nothing happened so <laughs> they resigned <laughs> yeah they should uh, good good for them yeah um <laughs> they're now good government employees um <laughs> so yeah i mean there's like I said, it's still kind of ongoing, so there's there's, yeah. there's there's not much resolve or there isn't much resolution right now. Yeah, people are still suffering. Um, there's yeah. like billions of dollars of uh, damage. Uh, the civilians are being footed with the bill. Yeah. So um, ba- so basically, what what happened when? Have you seen like the insane power bills people are having? Yeah. So yeah. um the the reason for that is because there was so when when power shuts down mm-hmm. and then people need more power. And then power comes back on and comes back on. You know, there are power surges, mm-hmm. and that creates um, expensive energy, like mm-hmm. 
I'm, 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 I'm trying to explain this in a very dumb way because I, I've watched videos and listened to people talk and I can't replicate that because I'm not an energy snob. Like I, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but, but essentially when the power goes off and comes back on and then goes off, you know, it creates surges. Yeah. Surges are expensive. Yeah. Um, so that's so why like when your house, I had seen, I had read, uh, I think it was on the wall street journal. They were talking about it. Uh, they were saying that, that ERCOT, which is that government that regulation mm-hmm. body, was essentially like saying, okay, this town gets power for this time period, this town gets power, because they couldn't provide it to everybody. Right. So, it's a good example of why maybe you should have the government running everything. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you know something here? Like Here's another funny fact. In Texas, in November of 2020, they reduced the energy grid oversight. You know, so Texas being a little more conservative, being more uh, fiscally conservative, mm-hmm. they wanted to, you know, cut, which is cut costs, which is what we are all about. Uh-huh. But it's, it's just funny. They uh, they uh, cut the oversight of the grid just hmm. months before this happened. So anyways, uh, I, I say that's a pretty good place to end on. Yeah. Um, you know, sorry for the sorry, sorry for the wait, everybody. Uh, like I said, <laughs> we're both workers, dads uh, of, of babies. Oh, not, yeah. yeah. Not just children, but yep. like literal monsters. Um, yes. Because babies are mon- people think babies are like oh how cute yeah and oh. and you know it, it's the teenagers that are the monsters yeah. and you know no, it's, I it's, don't have a teenager yet I'm sure they're monsters yeah. but you know when you have I, a baby I'll tell you this. it's I have constant a, attention I have a ten year old and he's he can be awful he's starting to smell he's yeah. getting to that you know that stage fun can, fun but you can put him in front of a TV for a little bit you know oh dude you tell him to go play Minecraft you won't hear from the rest of the day it's See, awesome that is but my toddler my oh, two year old constant ugh. constant attention it's like like the Russian army going through Germany just destroys everything. <laughs> so anyways, um, so yeah, hopefully you guys uh, in, in enjoy our new facelift, our, our, our revamp, our higher quality show. Uh, this is the start of our second season. Yep. Not that seasons really matter with podcasts, but you know, it's just kind of the start of something uh, a little bit better. Helps so, us uh, organize a little bit. Yeah. We'll uh, see you guys hopefully uh, next week. Hopefully.